Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 12th. In today's news, Roy Moore's wife boasted that they have a Jewish lawyer during the final rally of the Alabama Senate race. Three of the women who accused President Trump of sexual misconduct are demanding that he be held accountable. And we got some internal documents that show the inner workings of the firm that produced the Trump dossier. But first, the big idea. The new chairman of the Democratic Governors Association thinks Trump will be so toxic in 2018 that Democratic candidates won't even need to mention his name. There are 36 governor's races next year, including 26 in states currently held by Republicans. Because Barack Obama's final midterms were so bad for Democrats, they control just 16 of the 50 governorships. With President Trump's national approval rating at 35 percent, according to Gallup's daily tracking poll, there are a lot of potential pickup opportunities. Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington state and a former congressman, took the reins last week as chairman of the DGA for 2018. He believes Trump will be in such bad shape at this time come next November that there will be massive backlash. He's encouraging candidates who are running across the map to not talk about Trump because people already dislike him, but instead focus on economic policy by assuming that voters will be fed up with the president. Two weeks ago, one of Inslee's three sons got married in Philadelphia. The governor had some downtime while he was there for the wedding, so I took the train up to interview him over lunch. As he ate a pulled pork sandwich, Inslee outlined his theory of the case for the midterms. We spoke for close to an hour and a half until his wife of 45 years, Trudy, came to tell the governor that he really needed to get ready for the rehearsal dinner. He thinks the main takeaway from 2016 is that Democrats need to talk more about jobs and not get sucked into talking about whatever Trump is tweeting all the time. He said, quote, our people are going to lead with an economic message and we're not going to be distracted by his divisiveness. They're going to start with that message. They're going to finish with that message. This can be challenging. Almost inevitably, the lion's share of my conversation with Inslee wound up being about Trump. He says Trump will be a pivotal factor still in these races because of, quote, the shadow of anxiety and revulsion against his incivility. He said that exists without saying one word about it. He calls it the double P strategy. The personality of the president creates the underlying climate for a change election, and then Democrats can focus on prosecuting the case that GOP policies are hurting middle-class families. Inslee argues that while Democratic candidates can focus on rolling out policy plans, Republicans won't be able to avoid Trump. They can't alienate the president's base, but they also need to woo independents who are disillusioned with his performance. Inslee feels very good that Democrats can pick up currently GOP-held governorships in New Mexico, Maine, and Illinois. He forecasts that Democrats will do well with independence in the 2018 election because it will be less about ideology and more a referendum on Trump and, quote, whether to reject chaos. Inslee thinks that as a result of that, it's highly likely Democrats will be able to compete in places we haven't thought about before, like South Carolina, Kansas, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. Today's special election in Alabama may foreshadow the size of the 2018 wave, if there's going to be a wave. If a candidate with as much baggage as Roy Moore is able to win, even in a state as red as Alabama, it may show the limits to where Democrats can compete next year. Or if Doug Jones, the Democrat, wins, it could show that Democrats could win anywhere in this environment. Displaying a corny but charming sense of humor, Inslee joked that, quote, 
the only person who is going to do well in 2018 with an R behind their name is J.R. Inslee. If 2018 goes as well as Inslee predicts it will, the 66-year-old could be well-positioned to seek the Democratic nomination for president in 2020. He could run as an accomplished progressive governor from a state with a robust economy who's not tainted by the dysfunction in the other Washington and who could raise lots of money. It's plausible that he could emerge as a consensus figure who's acceptable to dueling factions of the Democratic coalition in a nominating contest which has no clear frontrunner, but we know is sure to be unpredictable. On the same night that Ralph Northam prevailed in the Virginia governor's race last month, Democrats won a special election to take control of the Washington State Senate. Inslee hopes to capitalize on this during a short legislative session that starts next month. His priorities back home include reducing carbon pollution by incentivizing the creation of new clean energy jobs, investing more in education, and expanding voting rights. Asked about running for president, Inslee smiled. He said he's focused on the job he has now. This, of course, is exactly the kind of present tense answer that someone planning to run always gives. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Republican Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore held his final rally Monday night. It featured out-of-state surrogates like former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon visiting Alabama for the fourth time to help out Moore, as well as former Milwaukee Sheriff David Clark. Moore's wife, Kayla, warmed up the crowd for her husband. News would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Meanwhile, Barack Obama and Joe Biden recorded robocalls on behalf of Moore's challenger, Doug Jones. Polls released on Monday predicted differing results for today's special election. Fox News, though, has the Democrat up 10 points. Number two, three women who accused Trump of sexual misconduct during the 2016 campaign appeared on Megyn Kelly's NBC show Monday to reassert their claims. The women's renewed push to draw attention to what they say happened to them comes as some Trump aides are privately grappling with how to navigate the charged national conversation around sexual misconduct. Trump was reportedly infuriated after U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley said on the Sunday shows that the president's accusers should be heard. Several Democratic senators now have called for the president to resign in light of the accusations, noting that Al Franken stepped down last week. The White House, for its part, reiterated Monday that Trump denies every claim of wrongdoing against him. Number three. Fusion GPS, that firm that produced the infamous Trump dossier, bills itself as a corporate research firm, but in many ways it operates as sort of a quasi-spy agency. Years before producing the dossier, Fusion GPS used a range of investigative reporting techniques and other tactics to advance the interests of an eclectic range of clients nationwide. Washington Post reporters obtained some internal documents that show, for example, Fusion tried to blunt aggressive reporting on the failed medical device company Theranos. Other research targets have included Google and Amazon, as well as both Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 12th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 